Welcome back to another edition of The Practice Squad. You guys thought we weren't going to record this week. You're kidding yourself. We always record. A nice little Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. recording. Um, a day of uh, losing bets for Chanel, me having and heartbreak. Winning bets, winning bets for the RAF. Winning yeah. bets for the RAF and Kentucky football, uh, pulling the Kentucky football. But that's besides the point. NFL uh, returns tomorrow for their, all their multitude of Sunday games. Um, and we're here with a little buy-sell action. So obviously two weeks in, so of course the hot takes are flying around the, uh, the NFL world, and we're just going to dissect some of those uh, narratives that have emerged for the first two weeks and uh, if we're buying them or selling them. So I say we just hop in, boys. Let's do it. You, got, you guys don't know them, I don't think. I, I just whip these up on my you own. Have not, you haven't shared them. So it's just going to be a, th- it's gonna be a quick <laughs> thing. Here we go. Buy or sell. Josh Allen will lead the NFL in passing yards. Absolute sell. I don't even – yeah, this this is a sell. I don't even think this is, like, that – This isn't even that 50-50. Like, I don't even know Come what to on. say to that. You got to do better. I want so bad to buy because Josh Allen has been carrying my fantasy team. But, but I'm going to face well. the Jets. And, uh, I think he's. I think he's better than what people were thought he was going to be going into the year. But leading the NFL in passing yards is kind of rough. I'm just but, saying, dude, they are chucking the ball around. Yeah, but I mean, they did face the Jets, and here's my thing. I like the Dolphins. This was almost more of a buy sell. So nice little, nice little cake one. But Josh Allen. I mean, we talked about him. I believe on our preview show. Either it was either the first episode we did or the second one, and we kind of talked about. He's very make-or-break year, and he's he's looking a lot better. The accuracy has truly improved. He has legitimate receivers to throw to. With Diggs, is, I mean, Diggs is one of the best route runners in the game. And then John Brown is a reliable number two. And then you got Cole Beasley in the slot. So I think it's more possible than we're making it seem. I'm going to sell just because I do think they turn to the run a little bit more down the line. But Josh Allen, granted, through two weeks – I mean, Raph, you say play the Jets and the uh, Dolphins, but people were saying the same thing about Lamar through his first two weeks. I'm not comparing the two, but the idea is well, that I, mean, I wasn't. I wasn't saying that. I mean, I'm not I saying you were, but you can't lie. A lot of people yeah. were like, oh, let me see him do it against a real team. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy Josh Allen's stock until – I just feel like with Allen, with what we've seen from him so far, we need to see a bigger than a two-game sample size before I would, like, trust him completely. I will say, uh, if you're a team that that drafts one of these quarterbacks that's like quote unquote raw, I think like the way the Bills have like developed him is about as well as you could, and probably the best way to do it of just like year one, see what his strengths and weaknesses are. Year two, like try to mold an offense, and then now year three, like they got him some weapons and they did so. Like, I don't think the Diggs trade is going to hurt them that bad in, like, the long term. I And he's clearly, through two weeks, he's looked really good in that offense. And they're throwing the ball more and giving him just more options in general. And then they found out through years one and two that he can run. So, I mean, I, I think he's going to be better than what people probably said he was. But I don't think I'm ready to say he's going to lead the NFL in passing yards. Fair enough. Buy or sell. At the end of the year, Cam Newton will be an MVP contender. Uh, buy. I'm all in on this. Dude, I kind of want to buy this too. Should I buy it? I'm going to buy it, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in it. on this. I think anybody that thought he was going to be bad, if you said that he was going to be bad because of the injuries – as far as just like, okay, he would have gotten hurt. I would have been like, all right, yeah, sure. But if you just thought he was going to be bad after a year off, I was never on board with that take. And I'm so on board with him being an MVP candidate because he looked great Sunday night. And given that he has like no weapons and he's kind of doing it all on his own in a way is definitely going to help his MVP like narrative. It goes, it goes back to a discussion. I think we're going to put push off, but. The system that McDaniels and Belichick cultivate, it's not just like, oh, Cam Newton returned to 2015 form. It's also the system that they're using just maximizes his strengths while eliminating his weaknesses. I mean, Edelman, I, yeah. the, the no weapons to me. great, too. Edelman is finally getting utilized in a way that he hasn't been before, and he's been kind of stretching the field a little more while also being that reliable uh, 
short down guy and who's always gets open. And I mean, I believe there's some senators of all the Patriots carries and the Patriots love mixing up the running backs. 40% have come from Cam Newton. He's largely been unstoppable, especially in the red zone. I think the biggest thing about this, this take is, um, is he going to get enough stats to compete with Wilson and Lamar and whoever else? Because they might have games where they run the ball 40 times. Yeah. You know? I'm just, it, that's probably the biggest question. I mean, we said it. Let's go back to our first episode. It's all up to the injuries because I think all three of us had the Patriots making the playoffs for sure. You two had them winning the division. And just a matter of trust in Belichick and McDaniels to adjust their system accordingly, and they are, are loving what this guy brings to them. This is an option that we've never seen the Patriots really ever have. I mean, we maybe saw it briefly with Jacoby Brissett, and he's not really even a running quarterback, but the Cam Newton uh, body of work, speaks for itself, I think, throughout his career. And, and Belichick and Josh McJones, I'm sure, were drooling over getting the potential that yeah, he provides. And uh, it just goes back to, I think, the system elevates whatever quarterback's behind him there. And uh, it's elevating Cam Newton in a different way than we've seen. So I'm going to buy it. Through two, I think we're all in agreement. But I, I'm going to buy it. I think, will he win? I don't think so. But I think he's going to be a contender, which is what it's asking. I will say, I think it's, I think it's interesting to see the complete 180 the Patriots offense has done from going from an offense that was kind of reliant on running backs to do most of the rushing. And then all of a sudden you're seeing them trot out uh, offensive sets with one running back. That's essentially a lead blocker for Cam Newton. And then four tight ends and five linemen. Like that's, I, I think that the, the credit they deserve for completely transforming everything cannot go understated. Completely agree. I think it is quite like a little. I think a lot of people are questioning too. Like, is it sustainable? But I think like I don't understand how anyone would like really question it at this point. If anything, the Patriots do are is sustainable. You know. What well, I, mean? I don't think. Like, I, I think, think the questions work. the questions about sustainability weren't the Patriots' offense as a whole. It was giving Cam Newton fifteen carries like they did against the Dolphins. Like, I don't think that's sustainable. But I think using his legs on the goal line and like using his legs as a weapon in general is sustainable. Yeah. Buy or sell, the Texans will make the playoffs. The Texans? Mm-hmm. I'm still selling this. I, I really just don't like their roster. I feel like Deshaun has to do way too I'm, much. I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to buy it after the, if they start off 0-3 too. Because, I mean, have you seen – they start off with the Chiefs, the Ravens, and now they're facing the Steelers. Arguably – the top three teams in the league. One could make that argument. I'm going to buy. I would not make not that argument. Not in the division. I don't think the Colts are good. The Jaguars are a middling team. And I'm still not buying what the Titans offense brings besides Derrick Henry. So I I'm mean, going to buy it. I'm going to trust in Deshaun Watson and the upcoming schedule with Lightens Up. And I, because I really do think they can sneak in with an 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven record. So I, I'm going to buy this. I think the Titans are the better team, though. And they have a two-game head start. So I feel like it's a long shot for Yeah, I'm not saying win the division, just with the extra playoff spot. I do think the Texans – I, I still think yeah. they win the division. That's my hot take. I still think the Texans win the division. So I'm the, extra playoff spot, the extra playoff spot definitely helps. I – oh, man. I mean, they get the Steelers this week, and then they got Vikings, Jags, Titans, Packers, the next four following. Um, oh, man. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna buy, just because I think Deshaun Watson's good enough. If I just if, to be fair in the AFC, I think that in the AFC East, Buffalo and New England, right? So that'll be a wild card. In the North, I think Baltimore, Pittsburgh, most likely Pittsburgh will be a wild card. So if they make it, I think it'll probably have to be as the last wild card, which I guess is possible. But. I don't know. I, they did play the two of the best teams in the NFL. So like that definitely, they're definitely not better than those two teams, but they're definitely not like terrible. I, I'm i going to buy it, but I have very low confidence buying that. Buy or sell. The San Francisco 49ers won't make the playoffs. Oh, oh that's a sell. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous question. Aiden. I should skip this one. I'm not even going to give my thoughts on it. You, you think you guys are still going to persevere through the multitude of injuries? Okay, in all seriousness, I do think I would – you said not make the playoffs. I would sell because 
our schedule is not that hard, and I picked us to go 12-4, and four, so with no Bosa and maybe a few games without Garoppolo, which, you know, I think we're playing the Giants, the Eagles, the Dolphins at home. If those are the three games without him, I think we could still go 2-1. and one. So I think the loss of Bosa and the loss of Thomas, I feel like that's two wins for us. So I'll say we go 10-6, and six, and I guess that sneaks us into the playoffs. I'm a bit of a homer here, though. So You're a homer, but serious question. You would know better yeah, than me. Is Nick Mullins really that much of a downgrade over to Garoppolo? I think he's a worse player. But, yeah, I think that – I don't I, – I think, to be honest, if we had Garoppolo the whole year at full health, we're winning, like, 12 games. And if we're, we have Mullins the whole season full health, like Bosa stays healthy, et cetera, I think it would be, like, 10 to 11 wins. I don't think it's really that much of a downgrade. Know you I mean, the schedule definitely helps because the Giants lost a lot of their key playmakers. The Eagles are just bad, and then the Dolphins are not good. So, by probably, I'm going to guess by the Dolphins game, they get Mostert, Kittle, pretty much most of the guys that aren't on IR back. Uh, I'll buy this one. I do think that's a tough one. I'll buy this one, but similar to the Texans, I have low confidence in it. Here's my deal. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that they won't make it. I mean, look at this stretch, Rafi. Obviously, those three games, but Rams, Patriots, no, Super, yeah. Packers, Saints, Rams again, and then the Bills, and then you close. Yeah, that's with, not easy for you sure. Close with Cowboys, Cardinals, and Seahawks. I think there's a yeah, lot of losses in their future. That's they have the immediate stretch with Garoppolo, but I, I'm under the impression that I, I don't know Mullins is that much, but the defensive injuries hurt. But there's also just the nagging injuries, like you don't know when D Ford's coming back. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's definitely I would say not it's not a lock for sure. I, I think the one thing that helps them though is that I think this division is going to be a division that almost cannibalizes itself because I think all those teams in a way are good and you could end up seeing every single team just splitting their two games against each other. And so now yeah. all of a sudden every single team starts three and three. And then it all matters about what you do outside of your division. I mean, oh, did I? So wait, was it by or by that they won't make the playoffs? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to sell that. And that purely comes off of the basis that the teams they don't play in their division are just not good. Like Washington, that's a win. Uh, the Eagles are so bad that I legitimately think you could trot out this team and they might beat them. Like, that team stinks. The Giants lost a lot of guys. So I'm going to say they get through the next I mean, three weeks pretty decent and then they get their guys back and they'll probably be competitive. So I'm going to sell that. But, again, low low confidence. Yeah, I think if, if, if our schedule coming up weren't so easy, I think I would definitely buy it. But I think there's a very reasonable chance we're four and one, and that's just like a, you know, and I think the team's good enough to grind out at least a few, uh, you know, six other ones, hopefully. Speaking of the Eagles, buy or sell, Carson Wentz is not a franchise quarterback. I'm gonna have to sell that one. He is starting. uh, You know, in our friend group, we've had that debate for literally years about Wentz and Dak, and I hope they're not listening. Because I'll admit right now that Dak is better. Whoa. But I have to admit that at this point, I think. He's just not performing well enough for me to Wentz, continue to Wentz through two make all these excuses. Not been better than Dak, but I don't know. The course through the course of their career, I still think Wentz probably has the better resume. Hopefully no one listens to that. But yeah, I would say that I would say Selo because or he I mean, I think he is a franchise quarterback still. I, whatever that means. Depends on what you're your barometer for that is, but he's definitely a top. He's still an above-average quarterback. I you still think he's the he's the guy to lead Philly for the next half decade? Decade. I mean, yeah, I probably. I I think he hasn't been great. I'll just start with that. He has not been good, just flat out. He's probably been one of the five worst QBs to start with. But I will say a lot of their issues revolve more around injuries and like failing to develop players and a lot of things that kind of aren't in his control. I think that like this week we'll really see, cause the, he should light up the 
Cincinnati defense. Cincinnati's defense is not good. So I think we'll see this week. And there have been a lot of things of people, you know, around the organization and stuff saying like, oh, no, nah, things will be all right and stuff. I think this will be the week we see. And like the injuries along the offensive line and the to the receivers and stuff haven't helped. But I'm going to say he still is their quarterback for the future. Yeah, I mean, week one, you can make a case that, oh, the offensive line was putrid, gave up eight sacks, gave him no time. He still missed some throws here and there. But for the most part, I think you could deflect some blame off him. But last week against the Rams was just a whole hard Carson Wentz shit show, to be completely honest. Yeah. His last five quarters have been brutal. But that first quarter against the Redskins, I legitimately was watching him. I was like, wow. The Washington Heat football won. team. Sorry. Get it right. Yeah, don't football use the R word, Shemek. Sorry. Sorry. That's my fault. Yell at me. But uh, – <laughs> Uh, like that first quarter I was watching, I was like, wow, this is MVP Carson Wentz. And then the wheels fell off. And, you know, it's kind of weird. Like I've been the biggest Carson Wentz defender through like his entire, you know, all these up and downs. And like, for some reason, like this has just been a boiling point, boiling point of frustration with him that I'm starting to like, you know, lean towards other quarterbacks that I might not have before. But I I think that's kind of how everybody feels where, for probably since Foles led them to the Super Bowl, everybody's been kind of saying, and then they let Foles go. Everybody's kind of been saying, like, all right, this is your team. Like, let's start to show you can take them places. And he just really ha- – I mean, last year – I'm going to throw last year out the window as far as, like, being able to lead a team because when he's throwing to Greg Ward, who played quarterback at Houston for majority of his college career, and then Boston Scott out of the backfield, it's – you're not expecting – again, he's the first quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards and not have a receiver with 500 yards. Like, that's yeah. incredible in itself. But I think, like, the frustration you're feeling is what a lot of, like, Eagles fans and people are feeling where they feel like he should be able to do what Russell Wilson and – Or Deshaun the- Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't have good weapons. Well, it doesn't matter. You're just so good that you can win with those guys. But Wentz is kind of – was kind of put in one of the worst positions in terms of Obviously, a hostile fan base as it is, but also it really, really like the obviously the ACL injury, which not only hurt him physically as a quarterback, but also just that Foles went on to win the Super Bowl because he always has it hanging over him. Because now there's always a portion of Philadelphia. I, I don't know how much that hangs over him, though. To be honest, like, I, I, I get no, why you Rafi, think that. that. That you're still getting Eagles fans, especially. Right. Now, you, no, no, no. I, I get what you're saying. saying. I, I understand that wants Foles. But I, I understand that, like, the, you know, we feel like we would really have that hanging over us. And I understand all the fans are kind of ridiculous to him. But, like, I, I don't know. I think he's, like, a, I, I think he's a really good teammate. Like, I think all that wasn't an act and all that. I, I don't know if he really if – he, if he would let that defeat him mentally. I'm just yeah. saying the blogs are being written in Philadelphia, like, way more than I expected to – Bench Wentz and start Jalen Hurts. But I don't know how you you don't know how much he cares about what everyone else thinks though. That just comes purely that comes purely off the basis that they drafted Hurts in the second round. And I like Hurts. I think like he took some steps in his final year. I think he could potentially be a starter at some point in his career, but I don't think we need to start throwing Wentz under the bus and like moving on to quarterbacks. But I do think that he needs to step up to show people that he is like, you know, kind of what he was before the injury. And maybe that'll never happen. But I think a lot of people that are saying that they should play Foles, it's kind of outrageous. Uh, And I think going back, and I'll firmly stand on this take, I think going back to when they had Foles and it was a question between the two, I think I would – if Wentz turns out to be just average, then I would still decide to – pick Carson Wentz over Nick Foles every single time. Like a hundred out of a hundred times I'd still pick Would Wentz. you guys would you guys like place more blame on his injuries and situation with the team in terms of like in injuries to other players and himself and his weapons or would you put it more on like what happened with Foles? Like I think a bigger issue is the circumstances around him. Oh that's a bigger issue. Meaning like the, the well, weapon I, I mean I We'll get to this at some point, but I've been a Howie Roseman defender. And as far as my meter is going, I think I'm kind of getting, I'm almost at the point. I've got to watch a couple more weeks before I'm fully all in, but I might be near the point of full front office shakeup. And for a variety of reasons that we'll get into at some point, I'm sure. But I think like the injuries, you look at his injuries, the ACL injury was 
a close game, he put his body on the line for a touchdown and like continued to play like a couple plays afterwards. And so like kind of a freak injury. Then the injury the next year was like a back. And that was purely because the offensive line just couldn't hold up. So I, it, it's more circumstances around him than it actually, and then the concussion in the playoffs was, you know, whatever, say whatever you want about the hit. I thought it was kind of a dirty hit. So like, I think it's more circumstances than it actually is like Carson Wentz being injury prone. Cause like you think about uh, Keenan Allen had the same label early in his career and you look, it was a non-contact ACL and then a lacerated kidney. And then the next year it was like, Oh, can he stay healthy? And Funny, we already had a discussion, me, CJ and yeah. on the LG show. Oh, and, and so, dating back to his college days. I uh, see. I also disagree with that. We might need to save that, but I think that's like a stupid this, this is a little I just want to say one last thing on Wentz. And I want to clarify what Rafi is. I'm not talking about the full, the situation with Foles affects him. I'm talking about like the aura and the perception of him. Oh yeah, I could see that. I could so see that. I just, I just don't. I don't know how much it impacts him individually. Oh, I wasn't talking about that. I'm talking about the perception yeah. of him in Philadelphia is so hard because they have someone easily to compare. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that that no, will no. that will forever until until he wins, he wins another Super Bowl, Bowl if he ever does. That'll forever hang over him, and I feel so bad for him that it does because that. It's, yeah, it's there's, there's never been another quarterback that has played that well in a three three game period than Nick Foles. So, yeah. like, I just feel bad for him from that perspective. But going back to the buy or sell, I'm going to say that he's still a franchise quarterback. I'm going to sell too, and just, as you mentioned, that you just gotta. The, this Bengals game is going to be big. But I'm moving on, buy or sell. Justin Herbert is the real deal. Before either of you answer, I'm going to go ahead and just say sell that so hard. <laughs> One game, Chiefs were not preparing for him. It was literally a last-second thing. He made some good throws. I just It might be like a Drew Locke thing we talked about. Watching Justin Herbert at Oregon, yes, he had some games, but some of the decisions he made were so yeah. terrible. Me and Rafi's guy, Brett Coleman, did a great Justin Herbert breakdown. Yeah. And it really just changed my perception because I, I did not think – going into the draft, I did not think Herbert would be that successful in the NFL. I may chalk up his success last week against the Chiefs to lack of preparation on the Chiefs side for him, and I think he's going to come back down to earth. He's, uh, yes, he has. He played, he played really well. He made some great throws, really? but I, I'm with you on it. Then I sell it. larger film I've seen on him, I'm not a Justin Herbert believer, so I'm going to sell that he is not the real deal. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not preparing for him. Definitely helped him. He did look better than I thought he would. Um. I'll probably sell this based off of like the one game sample size, but I think you got to be encouraged because I think he looked better than people thought he would just being thrown in there. Like that's the other yeah. thing too. That's the other thing you got to remember too. As much as the chiefs weren't preparing for it, he wasn't preparing to start. So well, hopefully he was doing the cliche prepare for every well, game. Yeah. But you know? I'm saying yeah. he, he didn't find out until before the game that like, Hey, you're starting like, that's to make your first NFL start when you probably go in through the week saying like, all right, you know, like I'm going to prepare, but I'm, Tyrod's backup unless but the whole like Tyrod thing is just so it was bizarre it's so weird so maybe he did know and we just didn't know behind the scenes but like that whole thing because apparently they said he broke his ribs last week and he played through it and then if he broke his ribs last week wouldn't they have known that he would have been hurt this week so wouldn't they have probably prepared Herbert a little bit but they just never told anybody like I I'm, that's me just speaking out loud, but like I, I don't know. That whole thing's weird, and I feel bad for Tyrod because this could be the second time in his career that he's lost his starting job because of injury, and this one's not even his fault. It, it was just like a matter of time though before the Chargers started Herbert. I think he kind of yeah, for sure, but like, I, I mean, for sure, but still, I think that kind of stinks for him to have your job taken yeah. twice because of injury. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna sell this based off of one game. Yeah. And one quick thing before we move on. I, I was looking for the stat the whole time when our Wentz debate, and just an interesting stat, and I meant to bring it up before I couldn't find it until now. The pre, people are saying the more concerning thing with Wentz isn't the ACL. It's actually the back, because that really affects his – but post-pre-back injury, Wentz had an expected points, uh, expected points added of .22, which is one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and since then it's been .04, .04. But I, to counter that, what are the what, look at the difference between who he's throwing to? 
I mean, fair enough. Uh, we're we're going to go, this is a conversation for another time because I've had this talk many a time. So I like Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders are, I mean, the I the Zach the Zach Ertz discussion is something we'll get to, but I I have a take about that that I want to save for when we get to that point. But I've so many as an Eagles fan, I have so many different like Eagles opinions that I'll just fire them off. But um, buy or sell, Aaron Jones deserves to be paid by the Packers. Uh, how much does he? Would it, like I, I would know. say in the contract year. I mean, you look at the. I mean, probably looking at like the twelve million range, ten to twelve million, I guess, based on past contracts. I would or guess. Be, my guess would be he'd be looking for more thirteen, fourteen. I'm just saying him. Him as a receiver, I knew he was a good runner. I knew he was a good receiver, but they're utilizing him in the pass game more than I ever expected. Like he's like so, second in the team in like targets, I believe, or something like that. If they, if they don't. I'm sorry, if they do pay Aaron Jones, I would feel like that's really incompetent from the sense of drafting a running back in the second round and then paying him when they're not really going to be a, you know, a thunder and lightning situation. Yeah. I mean, that's why I said so I would, that's the key here. Are you buying that he deserves to be paid by the Packers? Because personally, I don't, I don't believe in paying the running backs $14 million either. So and the fact you've dropped, you wasted capital on running backs, so I would say sell. I'm just saying he – here's my deal. I think he deserves to be paid if he can keep up this receiving. Because he looks like one of the better receiving backs in the league. And we talked before in the episode about how that's a differentiating factor for me from specifically like Chanel and our friend CJ's philosophy where I'm like, if you can provide more than just being the running back through the tackles and really add an element receiving out of the backfield while also being a good pass blocker, um, if you have all three of those elements to me, I think you deserve to be paid. And Jones is proving that. But the key there is why spend a pick on AJ Dillon on the second then? So yeah, it's just, tell, yeah. Because I that's that's like the biggest thing that I would say. I'll sell this because you just drafted AJ Dillon, so it makes zero sense to pay your running back after drafting one in the second round. Um, and plus, they have they have so many other guys they got to worry about paying like Bakhtiari's coming up. And if you let, if you pick Aaron Jones over your left tackle, that's absurd. Yeah. Um, so I will say that he probably will get paid by somebody like Miami needs a running back, but I so don't think, they, let's I don't think they can, but he's going to get paid by somebody. I just don't think. Let's just change that. Okay. So let's change this. Cause maybe we shouldn't say deserves. Let's say buy or sell Aaron Jones will get paid by the pack. That's a really tough question. I feel like the Packers oh. are kind of a uh, – they're kind of like – logically, they shouldn't pay him. Yeah. So this but is – I could, I, I could see them paying him. <laughs> I'm going to buy. I think they pay him. I really – I think they – I'm going to go buy too because I want to see Green Bay turn into chaos. Um, I'm going to go sell. You think he gets paid like by Miami? I, I, not no, specifically. I, I threw Miami out there because they need a running back. But I think Gaskin a steal. Well, I yeah, I don't, look, I, I threw Miami out there because they need a like. Well, I, don't I mean, know. they don't have. I mean, Gaston's look good, but they don't need a run. They need a, yeah. a quote unquote running back, and Aaron Jones is very good. But I just don't see how the Packers pay him after doing what they've done with this team and preparing for more of like what Tennessee is with a bigger running back, and then just somebody who is a scat back that comes in to catch passes on third down. But he has looked – I mean, he showed it last year, the couple games Devontae Adams was out, and we'll see it again Sunday night. I mean, they'll both throw him the ball, and he looks good catching it. Yeah. I'm going to buy, though. I think he does get paid by the Packers in this offseason. Uh, next one, buy or sell. The Jets will have Trevor Lawrence starting under center next season. Buy. I'm also going to say buy. And I just want to point out, I'm, I, I, I loved Darnold coming out. And I really feel bad for him because I feel like he landed in literally the worst situation you could imagine. Like, no weapons, bad head coach, bad franchise. So I feel bad for him. But I'll say bye because they're horrible. Yeah, I'll buy for – because the Jets are really bad. They're going to be – they're the worst team in the NFL. feel confident saying that. Uh, and I think if you get the number one pick, I don't know how you don't draft Trevor Lawrence. Um and then they'll probably end up trading Sam Darnold to whoever gives them the most for him. And I think both whoever trades for him and the Jets will probably be right in making both decisions. Um, 
but the one throw Darnold had where he's like rolling out to his left, and he throws across that was the an amazing time throw. was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I'll buy the Jets taking Trevor Lawrence, and I'll also buy whoever picks uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah, and I just want to throw it out there. I'd love to see Sean Payton take a shot at Sam Darnold. Yeah, big time. Just any anybody. And I, I I also want to throw a caveat in here. I think uh, we had like the head coach discussion of who's the first one fired. Uh, I'm gonna go. Adam Gase gets fired two weeks. They'll be zero and four. The offense will probably be really bad still, and. They'll fire him, and then they should hire Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City because that guy's really good. I just really, I just really feel bad for Sam Darnold. Rafi said it multiple times. It's so true. Is I don't think anyone's succeeding there. Some of the throws he makes are absurd. He just has no one to throw to, no one protecting him, no semblance of a run game. It's a joke of a situation. I'm hoping that he can resuscitate his career somewhere else. Um, I also can't believe Adam Gase. Like, I. I I still don't believe that that guy is living off of the one season he had as offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning. This is the weirdest quarterback whisperer. Where where Peyton Manning went to him and was like, here's the plays we need to run. Here are the concepts we need to run. He was like, all right, sounds good. And then Peyton Manning called everything. And this guy does nothing in Miami. I mean, Ryan Tannehill going to Tennessee and being, I mean, do I dare say good? Like, I, I don't think that's crazy, but being like a good quarterback, after being there and just looking completely average, that should just say all that you need to know in itself. I fell into the trap. I mean, That's one of my worst. I mean, Aiden, you were – I, I was a believer. You're a guy that has – you have Peyton as the GOAT. Like, he got this rep for being a quarterback with, for, for, with Peyton Manning. That was the stupidest thing ever. In my I just – I don't know. I, I feel bad. Even, even in the moment, I was like – This is essentially what the Jets going to have to be a uh, – are the Jets going to be the worst team in the league? And like there's, there's, uh, yeah. there's some contenders there. One yeah, of the contenders. Another question. I think uh, Sewell from Oregon is like a legit can't-miss left tackle prospect. Like that guy just looks like a wall at left tackle. Yeah. I know they picked Makai Becton. Would you still take the route of just like trying to piece together better wide receiving course through free agency and then uh, – pick like a tackle and then you'll have moved back into the right side and you have two, your tackles are set and you have your quarterback and Darnold. If you believe in him, like, is that too much overthinking things is you can't pass on the greatest quarterback prospect. Well, are you saying if, if like, they if get they're not drafting first, say, say, drafting. They, say they truly believe like, all right, Darnold is not bad. And I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he's bad. No, I, I I don't think he is either. I think he's better than what he's shown. I just think it's like the situation is making him look really bad. But you I'm just to, saying, the, the front office believes second. this. You need to ensure that you get Sewell, um, right? I don't know how to say his name properly. That's on me. But yeah. you, to, you only call a second. If it's a mountain of a hall, like just an absolute behemoth draft picks. And uh, are you saying if he's – if they have number one, yes, and I think, I think yeah, so say they have, say they have number one. I just like, don't think you can pass on. I, I, think, I think you just can't do it. You know, he's I think group. you just can't do it. He's the greatest prospect. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I would pick Trevor Lawrence. But again, I it just stinks though because I feel like all three of us are in agreement that Sam Darnold is better if he can just have some pieces around him. But I think Trevor Lawrence, he, even if Darnold's, I think Trevor Lawrence will be better than Sam Darnold ever. In a way, it's like it's very similar to like what Rosen went through with. Uh, Arizona, but on like a different scale. Arizona came in with one of the worst, no, probably the worst offense in the history. Then he goes the next year gets traded to the Dolphins, who have one of the worst offenses in the NFL, probably the worst offense in the NFL. So I feel bad for both of them that their NFL careers have just been spent doing nothing. Yeah, I still have my Josh. Doc, I've not gotten off the bandwagon. I just want to point out, like, to me, it makes it so it makes it so impressive, like how Stafford has molded a career. I don't want to say the word "molded a career," but yeah, how successful Stafford's been in the situation he was put in is incredibly impressive. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah. uh, to the thing, I think that uh, I you you got to take Trevor Lawrence. I just don't think there's. I mean, even. I mean, we'll get to we'll probably get to this like later, but hypothetically, if you're the Giants, would you give up on Daniel Jones for him? Because the Giants look uh, yes right now. Lawrence, yeah, 
Trevor Lawrence. Yes, absolutely. There's only there's literally I can probably list on one finger the amount of quarterbacks that I wouldn't but give up. Even, for Trevor even if even if Gettleman Gettleman like loves Daniel Jones, like I was known Jones? that was known in the draft beforehand. Oh, absolutely. If, I don't even think he's going to be the GM after this year because they'll probably not get better than where they were. But at the same time, if he still is, he loves Daniel Jones. They might not. Here, might here's not. the quarterback. That would be shocking if they if they have the first pick and keep the, Daniel Jones. The only quarterbacks I wouldn't like rather have Trevor Lawrence for the future are Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar, Kyler, Kyler and Deshaun. Jimmy and even maybe, even Burrow, maybe. Consider, I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Earth Burrow. Locks. Throw him in there, maybe. Mahomes. Mah- honestly, Mahomes and Wilson are the only two locks. I can see. And even Wilson's like, what, 32? Yeah, that's maybe. another thing. So Mahomes, no. Mahomes, honestly, Mahomes is probably the only person like I'd obviously lock it in rather have than Trevor Lawrence for the next 10 years. That's a very interesting take. Yeah, I don't know, but I was just I'm just throwing that out there because I'm just thinking like there you hear the teams that are in love with their quarterbacks and then yeah, there's a couple of teams that could considerably get that first overall pick with young quarterbacks that they love. Like Darnold's probably the one who's like, oh, I think he would be gone, but like the Giants would have a, a, a and if the Giants don't do it, dude, oh my god, what a joke! <laughs> I just brought that up because I just brought that up because. Uh, I know Gettleman loves Daniel Jones. Yeah, the Giants aren't getting first overall. I think they have enough talent at least to win a squeak out a couple games. Um, next one, moving on. Buy or sell? Tom Brady is toast. Uh, what does that mean? Buy. I know I keep asking for clarification. Buy or sell? Uh, Tom Brady is a washed-up bum. Yeah, I'm going to have to say bye. I'm with you, Raph. Just because I hate, I hate Tom Brady. He's a joke. I watched that as he was on my fantasy team. What a terrible pick. That's not the reason why he stinks. He doesn't fit in Arians' offense. He can't make throws. He doesn't just check down okay. anymore. Whoa, whoa, side tangent real quick. In one of my leagues, I traded Joe Mixon for Gurley and Godwin. Doesn't that sound like an elite trade? But I'm a bit concerned about Godwin because in my I mind, don't know. just mixing for Godwin, and I wouldn't trade your your a a clear running back who's getting 20 carries a game for a washed up bum as a running back and Chris Godwin. I just felt like I had to do for the two the two for one, but I'm a bit concerned for with Godwin. Go on the regression I report. I don't know if Brady can swing Wrong it. Show. Wrong show. Wrong show. On the fantasy. Oh, sorry, podcast. sorry. You're right. I forgot we had a fantasy podcast. Come on, Raph. Go check that out. Tom Brady sucks. That's all I'm going to say. I'm right. buying. He is so bad. He I'm buying too. Because he has a noodle arm. He sucks. He's sis Tom. Sis Tom. I might sell this. Wow, gross. I might and I, I might sell this because I don't think they've worked everything out with the offense to get it right where they want it. I I think this offense will look completely not completely different. I think it'll look different in two weeks. I will say very interesting. Arians came out and said Gronk is a blocking tight end. Gronk stinks. I could have told you, you know that. Thing. Why? Year. Why would you even bring him in if you're just going to use him as a blocker and not even try to use him as a receiver? They got. Um, they can run the ball. That's what's. That's what might keep them afloat. Like generally, like Fournette and Ronald Jones could carry that ball a ton, and then kind of just Brady's not really the answer. I, I yeah, think Brady's going to have to. Kinda, I mean, to be fair, wasn't that kind of what they were expecting when they got Brady? It was. We no. knew. We know what we're getting in the fact that he. I mean. I'm saying is now he's turned the ball over, but he's not going to turn the ball over. And if we take all the James Winston turnovers out of it, we're going to win more than uh, eight games or seven or eight games or whatever. Like, wasn't that kind of the the goal? Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, doesn't happen. He's better than James Winston, still, in my opinion. I uh, I would just want some with contacts. I don't know, rap. I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. I would I would say if your goal if your goal is simply let's just bring in a game manager, sure it is. But if you're truly if you're truly shooting for upside and trying to figure out if you have a guy for the future, then I would have much rather have done another year of Jameis and then no no no. Here's what it comes down. This is really hard to win. Here's what it comes down to. Obviously, hindsight twenty twenty. They are paying Tom Brady bank when they could have had Cam Newton, and Cam Newton fits that system with his. All right, well, all. all right. Let's. This is. I think Cam's better for this, this is another tangent we can get off, but half the teams in the NFL should sign Cam Newton if no, they do. Obviously, obviously, but I think that I think the 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 
like I'm buying. I'm buying that Tom Brady is washed. That is a problem. I would have bought that last year, to be honest. I would have bought that last year too. Yeah, I don't think he was good last year. Uh, I'm I'm gonna need a couple more weeks, but I'm gonna say it is a cop out. But I'm gonna sell it because I think there becomes a point where he takes control of what their game plan is. Victory. No, I mean, I look. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility where he just goes, you know. I think we need to do this and I think we need to do that. And all of a sudden the offense looks different and certain guys are getting more involved. Certain guys are getting less involved. They're running different concepts, stuff like that. And this is where, you know, preseason kind of hurts teams yeah. because if you have Tom Brady, you're not going to be trying to air the ball out the throw. He had, Cause here's the thing. If you're going with washed up, the throw he had back shoulder to Mike Evans was still a good throw. Yeah. It's still a throw. Not many quarterbacks in the NFL can make just, Purely based I'm off. I'm thinking of the about time. the right one. I think a decent amount could make it. Yeah, I think you're over exaggerating that. I mean, wasn't like an amazing the, ti- the timing and the placement of the throw, like the placement, is really more what I'm talking about. Probably guys can make the throw, but with a guy on them, again, there's a difference between making the throw in practice and like stuff like that, and then making the throw in the game. I wouldn't say I. I would buy this if I'm saying Breeze. Oh, Brees. look at the double Chanel. Buy or sell. Drew Brees is washed. Oh, now, this, I'm this, so this I'm sad buy. about this that I'm going to buy it. It's a matter of time. His arm strength has been dipping year after year. This, this is 100% different than Brady. This is a buy because I legitimately think Drew Brees' arm is gone. He's still so accurate. So sad. Like, it's kind of like with like Jimmy, right? What's yep. Jimmy Garoppolo? It doesn't matter. Right? I, I, I mean, I, they can still – New Orleans can still win saying. games with him. Jimmy because, Garoppolo – he's not good anymore. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is exceptional at being accurate within 10 yards, right? And the all he needs to do is make the occasional big throw. That's I think, Rafi, that's how you summarize Jimmy Garoppolo essentially. If Sean yeah. Payne can craft a system around Tom Brady – Sean Payne around Tom Brady, excuse Sean me. Payne. Sean Payne around Drew Brees, where they're running the ball a ton, they're, they're pounding the rock, the defense steps up, Brees maybe needs to make one or two deep throws, but for the most part, slants, quick, uh, quick outs, um, screen passes, and they can be successful. But with Drew Brees under center, I don't think the Saints can win the Super Bowl. I you're, don't. Think you're basically possible. you're basically relying on the Saints to become what the Broncos were with Peyton Manning that final year. Yep, exactly. And I don't think the defense is good enough to do that. So we'll go buy, buy or sell. This is Drew Brees' final season. Buying. I'm gonna say buy. I'm going to buy two. I'm sad, too, because this is really going to put a bad taste in everybody's mouth of Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look as shot as Peyton's arm did, to be completely honest, because he's still very accurate and short. But I'll go on the record. I think Drew Brees is probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. I'm behind that, but – I mean, he's already rated top ten, isn't he? Yeah, but I feel like you don't hear it. Like, uh, uh, Peyton, Montana, Brady – it yeah, he, he's not the it. first one. He's not the first one. Or he shouldn't be, but he's not one when you're thinking, you know, like oh, top five. People put yeah. Rodgers. Like not even in the GOAT conversation. Was he, ever, he was probably never even the top quarterback in the league. That's an interesting thing. But he's definitely top ten for sure. Pushing top. Like he, he makes it – my point is I think he, there's a legitimate case for me that he's a top five quarterback of all time. Because here's – like you – because you're bringing this in right after the Brady thing. I would have more confidence in Brady going forward than I would Breeze. And if you're comparing the two, if you're saying Breeze is shot, I don't think Brady is nearly as shot as Breeze is. He's clearly not the same quarterback he was last year, even two years ago in Brady. Like, I'm talking about Brady here. Like, he, last year he was probably better than he was this year. But at the same time, he's not He's not as shot as Drew Breeze. Yeah, fair enough. All right, moving on. Buy or sell. The Vikings are a bottom 10 team in the NFL. I didn't think the Vikings would be good, to be honest. I, I mean, I had them making the playoffs. You said bottom 10? At 9 and 7, yeah. But they that defense is horrible. That's easy. I'm saying, like, the Vikings will have a top 10 pick in this year's draft. I'm, I, I'll say this. Of all the questions, this one might be the biggest lock. The Vikings st- – Dink. They are really bad. That offense is atrocious. I through two it's weeks be better on paper. That offense, the offensive line isn't bad. Her cousin should be. He, he knows the system. Dalvin and Madison, and then the issue is the receiving core. But I mean, feeling like is really good still, in my opinion. 
but he's not he, he can't he can't carry a wide receiving core and they I'm basically gonna, drafted they I'm basically gonna, drafted Justin Jefferson to do what Adam Thielen does. I mean Justin Jefferson played one year as an outside receiver at LSU and it was not a very good year. And then they moved him in the slot with Burrow and he was killing everybody. And so the Vikings lost Stephon Diggs and what was probably I don't think they should have traded him. But at the same time, if there were, at the same time with all that he was saying and doing and, you know, with where they were drafting, you could have replaced him. And they just basically picked Adam Thielen's replacement and they locked Adam Thielen up. Just the pieces here just don't match. The secondary is awful. Uh, they got, they must've been one of the teams that got sent the Cameron Dantzler, uh, four, two forty, um, combine video from you know some high school and wherever he lives because that guy his four six forty time from the combine is what's showing up i mean just Wait, who are we talking about right now cameron dantzler. Uh, cameron dantzler he's like a third round pick but i mean that that secondary is bad i mean they just lost anthony barr too for the year he's bad and gok the ngakwe trade's not great I, that they're just bad i just don't think they're good I have one point on the Dick trade relative. I haven't watched There's... one snap of Minnesota. Good. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm honestly ashamed I'm of this My one point to Chanel's Dick trade is relative to other star receivers, we, not star, but just receivers who have made it known they wanted out, the return that the Vikings got a first-round pick was good for them. Like, look at Antonio Brown in recent memory. Like, no, I'm, I'm saying, like, for what, for what he was saying and – he very, probably very vocal of Kirk Cousins and whatever. It was a good trade from that perspective. I probably wouldn't have traded him because wide receivers are very valuable for quarterbacks. And you're clearly seeing this with Kirk Cousins. But at the same time, it it's just more of like the building. You draft a wide receiver, great. Just don't draft the guy that plays the same position as your best wide receiver. There was an interesting point that comes out is like how how much – it was, it was an article on Justin Jefferson specifically. And Jamar Chase is different because, like, but it was, like, how much will this Joe Brady and Joe Burrow offense elevate, like, all the, like, all 11 of the starters, like, in the minds of NFL? And, like, is Justin Jefferson good or was he a product of the system? Like, the offensive line. Like, Clyde, I think, is legit just based on the tape. But that was an interesting point. I'm Has he still, even gotten the catch yet? Who? Jefferson? Jeff- like, I, don't he, I don't know what he's done. Shadow, do you know what Jefferson, Justin Jefferson's done this year? Uh, he hasn't been great. Um, I don't think he's done. Uh, he has five catches he, right now. I don't know his stat lines. I'll look them up now, but I don't know. He's got five catches right now. To answer your question, Aiden, about like being a product of the system, I, there's an argument to be made that a lot of guys are products of their system, but at the same time, I think Justin Jefferson showed enough in the slot to say that he is a slot receiver. But again, you already have a slot receiver. Why are you – why are you drafting somebody that plays the same position? Yeah, first game against uh, Green Bay, three for 26, and then three for 44 last week. Need to see it. Yeah, I'm going to sell just because I don't think they finished bottom 10. I think Zimmer – I do think – I know the defense is terrible. I don't think a Mike Zimmer defense sustains being this terrible. And The offense, it does still have some talent. This is – I've kind of quickly given up on the, my hopes of them – winning the division, let alone just making the playoffs. I've given up on that, but I don't see them being a bottom 10 team. I, I think – I don't know anything about the team, to be honest. I haven't watched them, but I'm just going to say sell out of trust for Mike Zimmer. Like, yeah, they are bad. Has he ever been in the bottom 10 in, with no. Minnesota? I, I'm assuming not. No, so. but I don't think they've had a roster this bad. Again, Yeah, that's probably they're true. bad, really bad. Like, yeah. again, and then, like a lot, of their old, a lot of their guys in the secondary that aren't young and bad – are older like Harrison Smith is in his 30s um I mean the only I I think really like the only good player you could say they have from their defense outside of Eric it's Eric Hendricks and then Harris the safety I mean outside of them Danielle Hunter's a beast but he's hurt right yeah Danielle Hunter's hurt I forgot about him and that's another thing too they're gonna get him back but they lost like Everson Griffin Linval Joseph uh Barr's hurt you know, they're losing so many guys and they just haven't replaced them well. They're just bad. And again, it's not it's not like they've they played one good team in Green Bay. So 
I thought they were about on the same level last year as far as how good they were. And to get blown out and beaten pretty thoroughly like they did, not good. They weren't even competitive against the Colts, which was even more concerning because the Colts are not good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm buying this all the way. I think they're one of the ten worst teams in the league. Easy. All right. We got five more, so let's get, run through them. Raffi, this one, per your quest. Buy or sell? Kyler Murray Ooh. will win the MVP. Oh, I mean, oh, dude, I didn't ask for that specifically. I'm going to say buy, though, because I have money on him. So I got to stick with my guns. But I, if I had an objective pick, I think I'm going with Russell Wilson right now. But I do think that Kyler Murray will be in the conversation. And, by the way, I just think he's the GOAT. So let way. me adjust but, this. Buy or sell, Kyler Murray will win an MVP in the next three years. I will buy. I am all in on him. And the uh, Arizona offense in general, unfortunately, as an well, let's, let's shift that. Not this year. Next three years, does he have an MVP? He, I mean, we hyped him up preseason. We hyped him up. I'm saying bye. I am all aboard. I've been aboard Kyler um, since the moment that he declared for the draft. I mean, he has more rushing yards for two games right. than Martin. And now, has, they, DeAndre Hopkins is there, too, now. They're, they're I believe – I've been loaded. saying ever since he got hired, I do think Cliff is an offensive genius, and he will carry them. I mean – I, and the defense is getting better too now. I think to be honest, year, I don't think they're horrible. MVP is. I mean, that doesn't matter for MVP, but just MVP they is, might win eleven games this year. That's what I picked before the year, and I think I'm it's right. I'll play. buy with you. I'll buy within the next three years. He gives one just because I've been on the Kyler train, so I'm going to be. I'll be uh, hating on myself if I uh, cheat on myself. If I sell, so I'm going to three buys on Kyler. I'm going to sell the this year, and I'm going to buy the next three. Fair enough. And then, just because just because he's looked good like this year, and he's looked good enough for me to say that he'll be really good the next three years. So this it's, is it's it's one of those things where the guys that are better than him, like Mahomes, Lamar, Wilson. If Wilson gets one this year, yeah. and then Mahomes and Lamar already have one, you're going to get to a point where it's kind of going to be a situation where oh, Kyler Murray doesn't have an MVP, but he's just as good, and so he might not have like a year as good as the other three. But because those guys already have MVPs, he might just get one. But And I, I'm going to go on a really hot take here. Um, well, I actually, I don't know how hot it is because you guys love it too. But I don't know. If, I mean, like, if I if you had a redraft right now, I think I'd take him over Lamar. And I'd take, I, don't, I might take him over Wilson too. Nah. Like, Probably not Wilson because I'm all about One Wilson. year or, like, for the future? No, no, for the future, like, I, I think I'd pick him over Lamar, to be honest. And I love both of them, but I think he's that good. Nah, I, it's I, tough, though, because I love I'd, both of them. Really I'd take good. Lamar because I think he's – He's revolutionary. He's a better runner than Murray is. I'm confident yes, saying is. that, even though Murray's but I think really, Murray's a better thrower, though. He is, but I think Lamar's – it's crazy to say. I think he still could get better throwing the, throwing the ball, but I'm going to – I'm going to – sell the this year MVP and I'll buy the next three. All right. And then Rafi kind of already answered this, but buy or sell Russell Wilson will win the MVP this year. That's the guy he's, I think he's going to win because they're finally doing the whole like let Russ cook thing where they just throw the ball a hundred times a game and he just shows how good he is. So I'm going to buy that. I think he wins it this year. And I think they're low key. If I had to pick a team right now, by the way, since the Niners are now, you know, ravished by injuries. I think I'd pick Seattle in the NFC. So I, I think they're going to win 12 games probably, 11 or 12. Yeah, I'm yeah. buying as well. I mean, he was my preseason MVP, had them going 12 and 4 and making the Super Bowl. So, I mean, he's, he's – just... I think he has like nine touchdowns to like 11 completions right now or something crazy like that. Yeah. I was – again, I was watching the, the first game against the Falcons and I think it got to halftime. He didn't have an incompletion. I was like, what in the world? I just – that guy just doesn't make bad decisions. And, and by – oh, wait, I just want to throw this out there, too. I, I'm obsessed with DK Metcalf. I think he's going to be the best receiver in the league. Another hot take. but Yeah, I saw that. I saw that tweet you had where it was like three years from now, DK Metcalf's going to be uh, the best. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm being a little hyperbolic just because I want to say I called it because I also picked him in Dynasty. But he is really filthy. He's yeah, unfairly I mean, good. That round he ran on Gilmore. I thought he was a stiff. But... Yeah, me too, to be honest, coming out of college. I thought he was a stiff, but he's looked good. So, but yes, buy Russell Wilson for MVP. Buy or sell? The Steelers have the best defense in the NFL. 
This is more directed at Chanel's six and ten take, and I was feeling through two weeks. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm, I, I still stand behind that. I don't think the Steelers are that good. They played Drew. They played a Drew Lockless Broncos and almost lost. And then they played uh, Daniel Jones Giants team in which that offensive line just couldn't. I didn't expect the offensive line to play that bad, but I mean, they played again. They played Jeff Driscoll at QB and barely won the game. I stand by. I stand by my. The Steelers are not good. Take. Um, You know, I might. I might say they're not the best defense because I might give the edge to. Baltimore. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna say no because of that. You think um, interesting. The the Steelers through two games have had seventy nine total pressures. I don't know what like the benchmark for that, but that's just an absurd statistic. That is that sounds absolutely crazy. 40, I mean, let me just looking back at the Giants game, Saquon averaged like point like three yards before first contact. Or it was negative like point oh six. It was crazy. They barely... I think the Ravens so far look pretty crazy, though. Yeah. In 22 uh, points to two good offenses, I'll, I'll take I'll take the uh, the Ravens' defense over them. And sneaky, too. Low-key might... The Chargers. The Chargers' defense... Yeah. I mean, Melvin Ingram going out really hurts. But sneaky, the Chargers' defense has been unbelievable these first two weeks. The performance they put on against the Chiefs was... Joey Bosa... Needs more. I, he might be looking at a defensive player of the year award this year. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna buy. It. I mean, if Derwin James was on the team, I would say. Dude, that's the thing too. They're without Derwin. They don't James. have Derwin. I mean, Derwin is Dude, one of the, the best safeties in the league since like I started following football when I was like little. Like they're the most unlucky team. Like the injuries. <laughs> yeah, they, they're really unlucky. It's crazy. I yeah, love I'm kind of Murray, sell, by the way, too. I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell the Steelers. Like, I'll double down. I don't think the Steelers are good. I just don't think they're You're good. You're doubling that. That's bold. I'm getting, if, I, you had, if, if you had to guess the record now, where are you going with? Uh, I mean, obviously, they're 2-0. So, like, 6-10. and 10, If I were to say 6-10, and 10, I'd look like an idiot. I'm not going to. <laughs> um, what's their schedule look like? Oh God, dude! I um, mean, I you know my Rams prediction was probably worse. So I'm feeling good about my predictions, to be completely honest. Like so far, I, I told weeks. you guys, I hate I hate making predictions just because everybody holds you to them. All right, so they go. Oh, the only one I, I just want to point out what Browns, you know just Ravens, said: the Broncos yeah, isn't my fault. Oh yeah, no doubt. The Broncos the season is just over. It's so sad because the, they were so good. The based on what yeah. based on what I've seen so far from the Steelers, I'm gonna say they go with. One, two, three, four, five, six, six more wins. So what's that? Eight and eight. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll say eight and eight. I mean, two more. Two I more. don't think they looked very good either the first two weeks. Again, they, they, everybody. Everybody who had said that I was an idiot for taking this, saying the Steelers were six and ten. If Drew Locke plays that whole game and plays anywhere they near lose. Jeff, Jeff Driscoll plays, the Broncos probably win that game. Yeah, I and agree. Week One, Daniel Jones didn't. He had probably a hand, like one hand five plays where you take them out of the game, and that game is a lot closer. Like they score that touchdown instead of throwing a pick to Cam Hayward, that game's a lot closer than what you think it is. So anybody who's saying the Steelers is like a – I don't think they're a playoff team. Anybody who's saying they're a playoff team, you're crazy. You're delusional. I think, I think they'll um, make the playoffs. I just don't I think – I will go with that. I don't – I picked them to win 10 games, I think. Maybe 10 or 11. I, I agree they don't look like a 10 or 11, te- 10 or 11 team win team right now. But – the AFC, I don't know how many games they're going to need to get into the playoffs. It might just be nine. I don't, I don't know, but I again, I just, I don't, I don't think they're that good. I don't, I, I mean, I could just be like delusional, and I don't. Somebody can try to explain what I'm missing, but I've, I just don't think they've looked that impressive. Final buy sell. Speaking of a team that looks impressive. The Raiders have a top five offense in the NFL, buy or sell. 
Okay, I'm sorry. This is an absolute sell. Just because I hate the Raiders at this point, to be honest, because of the obnoxious fans that they have. So, did I say buy or what, what was the question again? Buy or sell offense? Sell. I'm anti. I'm just anti Raiders. Top five might be a stretch, but I mean, I think we all said on the show. Granted, we were all like seven and nine, and you two were five and eleven, but we all said. I mean, I, again, we're underranking them. When I when I went back and looked at the team, like I believe if you go back to the show when we talked about the Raiders, we all looked at their team and we're immediately like, wait a second, why do we have them at five and eleven? At least yeah. me and Raffy were. I don't think they're that bad for sure. They've shown they are better than five and eleven. Um, but top five offense, no. I mean, in twenty twenty, I don't think any offense with their car is a uh, top five offense. I mean, basically, no matter what. Positions to succeed through two weeks. So. No, sure, but uh, and then you know we we've had this discussion a lot in our group meeting stuff, but like, I, well, actually, you know, what? I should say that because if he was on the Niners, I think we were a top five offense last year. But I should I just, just say that. Think, I just don't think. I will sell top five and I'll buy top ten. I will buy that the Raiders finish as a top ten offense. Mm. That's that's that might be a stretch too. Buying, I believe they might be ten to fifteen probably. I'm like them as a top ten. You know, we'll get to see. I think we'll get to see how legit this is. Well, actually, how good are the Patriots on defense this year? They might not even be great on defense. All right, so here we'll go through then. So, but they have to go face the Bills at week four. We'll get to see against an elite defense. Here are the offense. I think offenses that are better than the Raiders: Packers, Seahawks, Baltimore, Atlanta, Dallas. No, 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 no. I want to go back for a second. Is Atlanta's offense really better than the Raiders, or do they just get a lot of garbage time yardage? Uh, yeah, it might be a little bit of both. The Falcons. Take the Falcons I'm not sure. The Falcons' offense is really good. The Falcons' defense is terrible. Yeah, like you give the Falcons, the you if you give the Falcons a better defense, they're right now. I'd rather a hot take. I'd rather have the Raiders with the system they're running than the Falcons. That's absurd. Um, but I'd take Wait, all. What do you say? You'd prefer the system, like and I, I, I don't offense over when Dan Quinn and his coaching staff runs. I don't think he puts them in positions to succeed. Well, offensively, I think that they succeed. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I just I I love what I've seen through two weeks. I think I think Rudin is running car perfectly. I think Waller is a top three tight end in the league. I think Ruggs stretches the field, and they have a nice plethora of receivers. Who young Brian Edwards and Ruggs, and then um, Hunter Renfro in the slot, and then Aguilar is even playing well. And then they have Parker yeah, Aguilar is playing well. Better running back cores and what a very solid offensive line that's been hurt, which will only get better. I mean, the defense is still kind of a question mark, but I'm really buying what they're doing. I, th- I think they overperform expectations, and I do think they've oh, top ten. Looking at this, I think I'll officially say, let's see how many teams this offense is better. I'll take the 49ers offense, the Cardinals, uh, Chiefs, Cowboys, Falcons, that's five, Ravens, Seahawks, Packers. Um. Then the only other teams that I would have to like have a discussion about would be the Bills and the Rams. Maybe the Patriots too. Uh, they probably not. They probably won't score enough points. But I think they'll be efficient. I, I think I, I I would probably say the Patriots and the Raiders have like the same like receiver weapons wise. They're probably about even. No, Waller skews that heavily. I think. I said receivers. Yeah, probably. I said oh, receivers. receivers. I mean, because clearly Waller's. I mean, you could classify Waller's a wide receiver at this point. He doesn't do very much blocking, but or when he I does, Waller's definitely the best weapon of them all. But if you're just going pure receivers, they're probably even. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. That's kind of a toss up either way. But uh, yeah, I I think that. I might take the Bills over them all, honestly. I love the Bills. Yeah, I'll take the Bills. How so many offenses do you have? Where are the Raiders' offense ranked right now? Uh, nine, after all the teams I've listed, and then I added the Bills in, of, in front of them. And then the only other team that they would be tied with would probably be the Rams. So it's not that blasphemous. They're right there. It's it's top five. Well, you said originally top five. Yeah, so. No, and then I, I changed my buy or sell because I wrote my buy or sells like 10 minutes before I show and I realized I'm, I'm going to sell the top five thing. Top 10. And then you get into like – We didn't we didn't include the Bucks, did we? I don't think you included the Bucks. 
No. I didn't include the Bucks. I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. No, that's, that's interesting. This, this might be a hot take based on what I've seen through two weeks, and this is going to hurt because their best offensive weapon is going to be out for the, probably the next six weeks. Might throw the Panthers in there too. Low-key. Low-key. Like I, I think I'm not I hating might, on that take. I'm not hating on that take. You know what? I'll, I'll take, good offense. I'll, I'll take I'll take the Panthers over them too. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Actually, you know what? For, cannot wait for Josh to listen to this episode. Actually, you know what? I don't know is if that, I can give him that. that. I want to though. Feel like the Panthers' His issues is clicking. But like the Panthers' offense, the Panthers' offense hasn't even been that bad. That's that hasn't That's been the awesome. issue. They're losing games. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I would rather have the Raiders though. But. That's going to do it for us. I have one more buy-sell. I changed my mind. I saw it on Twitter the other day and wanted to ask you. It's not really a buy-sell. It's just a question. Does Cam Newton score over or under 16 rushing touchdowns? Uh, how many does he have right now? He has like three. Six. You know what? I'm going to go with he, Look at the goal line opportunities he gets. He literally has all their red zone rushes. I'm going to go with buy. You're going to go – I, I kind of want to buy it. I think he, he could push for 20 rushing touchdowns, and I legitimately mean that if he stays healthy. Wow, that would be pretty uh, – He's got no chance this is four. It might be. He had two-week one. He had two-week one against Miami. And how yeah, many? It's saying, it's saying he's got four. Oh, well, yeah, he's got four through – and he's getting all the red zone rushes. And he, you can't – it's so hard to stop him in the red zone. Hold on. I'm going to go with five. I'm going to buy it too. High is 14, but I think that you'll get it this year. I, I think you'll get it. The way the system set Hopefully up. Hopefully he stays healthy. He's got to stay healthy. He's healthy. Asterisk, if he stays healthy, I'm going to say he pushes 20 rushing touchdowns. That's a hot take. Oh, wow, that's a pretty yeah, hot I'll take. I'll probably say 15, especially because they – say that. Especially because they have no interest in Sony Michelle at all. Yeah. Then you'll definitely be the the MVP candidate, like yeah, a top. Oh no, three. I'm that was a, that was a, that was a, that was a cake one. That was that was a a, a softball pitch. So that was a lob to start off. But anyway, fifteen's a lot though. What? Fifteen's a lot though. I know, but look at the way they're using him. I'm just saying. That's, that's, that's like that's at this rate. That's what not even one a game. But ju- just about probably just just about one a game because you're going to assume. Game, yes. You're going to assume that he's going to have some games where he doesn't get any, and then you know. But he's already had two a game, so he can already afford. I don't know. I'm just saying the way they use him when they get in the red zone, it's just cam, 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 rushing, rushing, rushing. So that's going to do it for us. Um, Hopefully, we'll be back a little sooner in the week than we were this week. But until then, I'm Aiden Corey uh, for Rafi Safi and Matthew Chanel. We'll see you guys next week.